we give thanks always unto God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we thank God in Christ Jesus for you joining in with us for today's presentation. On behalf of my wife, Laura, and I, we say thank you once again. Now to the preface of today's broadcast titled, The Doctrine of God in These Perilous Times. Doctrine of God Example, 1 Timothy, chapter number 3, starting at verse number 16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. 1 Corinthians chapter number 2, starting at verse number 13, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Now, today's presentation of the doctrine of God in these perilous times. To identify these perilous times, we have to compare spiritual things with spiritual. We will also compare the doctrine of God with the doctrine of God. Now, in these perilous times, today, we see a pattern of mankind living in opposition to the word of God. This presentation is structured to point out the opposition of mankind and one of the gifts of God, the gift of righteousness. The righteousness of God put in place by God in Christ Jesus to reconcile all things unto himself. Now, the gift of righteousness, Jeremiah chapter number 33, starting at verse number 14. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that the Lord will perform that good thing which the Lord hath promised unto the house of Israel and to the house of Judah in those days. And at that time will the Lord cause the branch of righteousness to grow up unto David and he shall execute judgment and righteousness in the land. In those days shall Judah be saved and Jerusalem shall dwell safely. And this is the name wherewith he shall be called the Lord our righteousness. Now the reward of righteousness. Revelations chapter number 19 starting at verse number 7. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to God in Christ Jesus. For the marriage of the Lamb is come and his wife have made herself ready. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white. For the fine linen is the righteousness of saints. Now, righteousness is also the method of acceptance. Righteousness is also the method of acceptance and the way of entry 
for the Holy Ghost into and upon our bodies and upon and into our lives as shown in Isaiah chapter number 46 starting at verse number 43. I will bring near my righteousness. It shall not be far off and my salvation shall not tarry. And the Lord will place salvation in Zion for Israel, his glory. Now, scripture from the book of Acts, chapter number 10, starting at verse number 34. Then Peter opened his mouth and said of a truth, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons, but in every nation he that feareth God and worketh righteousness is accepted with God in Christ Jesus. Now, a warning about the righteousness of God dwelling in and upon mankind in these perilous times. Proverbs chapter number 12, starting at verse number 2. A good man obtaineth favor of the Lord. But a man of wicked devices will be condemned. A man shall not be established by wickedness, but the root of the righteous shall not be moved. Ezekiel chapter number 18, starting at verse number 24. But when the righteous turneth away from his righteousness and committeth iniquity and doeth according to all the abominations that the wicked man doeth, Shall he live? All his righteousness that he had done shall not be mentioned in his trespass which he hath trespassed, and in his sin that he hath sinned in them shall he die. St. Matthew chapter number 4, starting at verse number 17. From that time Jesus began to preach and say, Repent. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Colossians chapter number 3 starting at verse number 25. But he that doeth wrong. But he that doeth wrong shall receive for the wrong which he hath done. And there is no respect of persons. Now the doctrine. Doctrine defined as the teaching of the word of God as to teach the way of righteousness. Brief introduction. The topic of this brief introduction is the doctrine of God. Now, the only true doctrine is the word of God. You cannot have any other words without God first giving mankind the word. Example, St. John. Chapter number one, starting at verse number one. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. You cannot have any other form of written, penned, inked, or graven image of the word without mankind first taking it from the first original, true, eternal word of God. 
the word of God, that which all other copies and translations come from. You cannot have a copycat without a original. You cannot have a copy without an original. The truth of the word of God had to be first. The doctrine of God was first before any man could produce himself a half-truth or a false doctrine. Now, the truth, the doctrine of God, the word of God, God's holy scriptures. Example, 1 Timothy, chapter number 3, starting at verse number 16. All scriptures is given by inspiration of God. And is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction in the instruction in righteousness. That the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Now, the doctrine, Deuteronomy chapter number 32, starting at verse number 2. The doctrine of the Lord God shall drop as the rain, the speech of the Lord God shall distill as the dew, as the small rain upon the tender herb, and as the showers upon the grass. Now, God be thanked for the doctrine. Romans chapter number 6, starting at verse number 17. But God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin, but ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you. Being made free from sin, we became the servants of righteousness. Now, become sound doctrine. Titus chapter number 2, starting at verse number 1, verse number 12. But speak those things which become Sound doctrine, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we shall live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Now, to the rulers over men, Second Samuel, chapter number 23, starting at verse number 2. Excuse me, Second Samuel. Chapter number 23, starting at verse number 3. The God of Israel said, The rock of Israel spake, He that ruleth over men must be just, ruling in the fear of God. And he shall be as the light of the morning, when the sun riseth, even a morning without clouds, as the tender grass springing out of the earth, by clear shining after the rain. Now, to the servant of the Lord. Second Timothy, chapter number 2, starting at verse number 24. And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient, in meekness instructing those that oppose themselves, if God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of 
the truth and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. Now, the doctrine challenged in these perilous times. Second Timothy, chapter number three, starting at verse number three. Second Timothy, chapter number three, starting at verse number one. Know this also, that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. Traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Now, knowing this in these perilous times, Second Peter chapter number 3, starting at verse number 3, verse number 13, verse 14. Knowing this first, that there shall come in these last days scoffers walking after their own lust. Nevertheless, we, according to the promise, look for the new heavens and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent that ye may be found of God in Christ Jesus in peace, without spot, and blameless. Now, on with today's presentation titled, No Respect of Persons in These Perilous Times. Again, example, Book of Acts, chapter number 10, starting at verse number 34. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth I perceive that God is no respecter of persons, but in every nation. He that feareth God in Christ Jesus and worketh righteousness is accepted with God in Christ Jesus. Now, today, today we will be speaking of five attributes of humanity. Five attributes of humanity that is being challenged in these perilous times. And they are, one, faith, hope. Charity, love, and knowledge. Now, faith. Hebrews, chapter number 11, starting at verse number 1, verse number 6. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that God is and that God is a rewarder, a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Now, faith being challenged in these perilous times. Now, could God really be a rewarder of those that diligently seek him? Yes. 
those that diligently seek God in Christ Jesus. Could God reward those that diligently seek him? I am asking you. Those that seek God for giving the sight to the blind. For spiritual and natural healing of the blind. Do God reward his gifts in the church? Yes. For healing. Yes, for miracles, yes, and if so, where are they? Where is the righteousness of mankind, the righteousness to be healed, and the righteousness to lay on of the hands? Where is the righteousness of God by faith in Christ Jesus? First Corinthians. Chapter number four, starting at verse number 20. For the kingdom of heaven is not in word, but in power. Second Corinthians, chapter number six, starting at verse number seven. By the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left. Now, Romans. Chapter number three, starting at verse number 22. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ, unto all and upon all that believe, for there is no difference. Now, warning, warning, perilous times, faith being challenged. Psalms, chapter number five. Starting at verse number 4, verse number 9, verse number 11, 12. For thou art not a God that hath pleasure in wickedness, neither shall evil dwell with thee. For there is no faithfulness in their mouth. Their inward part is very wickedness. Their throat is an open sceptre. They flatter with their tongue. But let all those that put their trust in thee, Lord God, rejoice. Let them ever shout for joy. Because thou defendest them. Let them also that love thy name be joyful in thee. For thou, Lord, will bless the righteous with favor. With thou compassed him as with a shield. Now, hope. Hope for the ungodly being challenged in these perilous times. Romans chapter number five, starting at verse number five. By whom also we have access by faith and to this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter number 13, starting at verse number 13. And now, abideth faith. Hope and charity, these three. But the greatest of these is charity. Now, charity, 
Charity as defined in 1 Corinthians chapter number 8, starting at verse number 1. As to edify, to build one up unto the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Now, charity in these perilous times. Now, charity is the way of love. The way of love as defined in the title of 1 Corinthians chapter number 13. There is another form of charity used in the word of God which deal with the giving of alms. We include all and deal today with charity as in 1 Corinthians chapter number 8, starting at verse number 1. Charity edifieth, knowledge puffeth up in these perilous times. What good would it do me if I had all knowledge of the Bible? And could not teach men how to live holy. Now, charity edifieth. Example, 1 Peter chapter number 4, starting at verse number 8. And above all things, have fervent charity among yourselves. For charity shall cover the multitude of sins. Remember, Colossians chapter number 3, starting at verse number 14. And above all these things put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. Now, what happens to mankind when we fail to build up ourselves unto the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus? What happens when we fail to edify ourselves unto the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus? What happens to the body? Of Christ, when its leaders lose their ability to build up the body of Christ unto the righteousness of God. What happens when the leaders of the body loses its ability to edify the body of Jesus Christ unto the righteousness of God? What happens when we fail at charity? What happens? When the knowledge and pride of mankind attempts to overshadow teaching righteousness. What happened? What happens when mankind fails at charity because charity never faileth? 1 Corinthians chapter number 13 starting at verse number 8. Charity never faileth. But whether there be prophecies they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. And now abideth faith, hope, charity. These three. But the greatest of these is charity. Now, charity challenged in these perilous times. Example, First Corinthians. Chapter number 13, starting at verse number 1 through 4, verse number 8. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, and have not charity, I am become as sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy, 
and understand all mysteries and all knowledge. And though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profit me nothing. Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaulteth not itself, is not puffed up. Charity never faileth. But whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. Now, perilous times, the times of lack of charity, the lack of the way of love, as titled, the title of 1 Corinthians chapter number 13, perilous times when men lose the ability to edify, build up, the body of Jesus Christ. Now remember, the first and great commandment and the second is likened unto it. Now, no respect of persons in these perilous times. First Timothy chapter number one, starting at verse number five. Now the end of the commandment is charity out of a pure heart and a good conscience, and a faith unfeigned, unpretended, from which some having swerved have turned aside unto vain jangling, desiring to be teachers of the law, understanding neither what they say nor whereof they affirm. Now, studying the word of God in courage. Second Timothy. Chapter number two, starting at verse number 14. Of these things, put them in remembrance, charging them before the Lord, that they strive not about words to no profit, but to the subverting of the hearers. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth but shun profane and vain babblings, for they will increase unto more ungodliness. First Timothy, chapter number three, starting at verse number 16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Now, charity versus the knowledge of idols, idols, an image of a God challenged in these perilous times. Example, knowledge of good and evil. Genesis chapter number three, starting at verse number five. For God doeth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Now, 
1 Corinthians, chapter number 8, starting at verse number 1. Now, as touching things offered unto idols, we know we all have knowledge. Knowledge puffeth up, but charity edifieth. Translated, to build up, added, to build up the body of Christ unto the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Now, the great and new commandment and the guide to lead the church. We will examine love. Now remember, charity. Charity is the way of love. Titled, 1 Corinthians chapter number 13. To have charity is to build up. To build up one another into the righteousness of God being challenged. Righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Now, love being challenged in these perilous times. Romans chapter number 13, starting at verse number 10. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. St. Matthew chapter number 22, starting at verse number 37. Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. St. Matthew. Chapter number 7, starting at verse number 12. Therefore all things whatsoever ye would that man should do to you, do ye even, do ye even so to them. For this is the law and the prophets. Romans, chapter number 3, starting at verse number 21. But now. The righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Now, in closing, we must contend for the faith of God in Christ Jesus. Righteousness give us carte blanche status with God. It do not exclude us from troubles, but committing sin will guarantee a costly delay of your righteousness. We must suffer ourselves as little children and come unto God, for such is the kingdom of God. Suffer, little children. Suffer for righteousness. Now, thank you. Thank you for joining this segment of this presentation. 